Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, May 30th, 2020. Our readings for this morning, and I should mention that tomorrow is Pentecost, so this evening we have special readings. This morning, our readings are Psalm 107, verses 33 through 43, and Psalm 108, verses 1 through 6. Ezekiel 36, 22 through 27, Ephesians 6, 10 through 24, and the Gospel of Matthew 9, 18 through 26. We begin on page 77 of the Book of Common Prayer. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your word incarnate, made flesh, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ our Savior has ascended into heaven. Come, let us adore them. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over Christ. The death that Christ died, they died to sin once for all, but the life that Christ lives, they lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a human came death, by a human has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam and Eve all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia.
Alleluia. Christ our Savior has ascended into heaven. Come, let us adore them. Alleluia. A reading from Psalm 107, verses 33 through 43. And Psalm 108, verses 1 through 6. God turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste, because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. God turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there they let the hungry live, and they establish a town to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By God's blessing they multiply greatly, and God does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, God pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But God raises the needy out of distress and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness stops its mouth. Let those who are wide give heed to these things and consider the steadfast love of God. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O God, among the peoples. And I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is higher than the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. And let your glory be over all the earth. Give victory with your right hand and answer me, so that those whom you love may be rescued. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 22 through 27. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Savior God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations shall know that I am the ruler." says God, when through you I display my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh." I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, A Song of the Wilderness From Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 7 and 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. 
Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 24. Finally, be strong in God, and in the strength of God's power. Put on the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to, procla- ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, which, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychius will tell you everything. He is a dear brother and a faithful minister in God. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are and to encourage your hearts. Peace be to the whole community and love with faith from God the Creator and the Savior Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who have an undying love for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city, from Revelation 21, 22 through 26, and 22, 1 through 4. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, 
and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for the twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, for she said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came into the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. The Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ. Praise to you. Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, Love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us use, in place of the suffrages in the Book of Common Prayer, um, Section 5 of the Great Litany, found in Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1, on page 49. Comfort and liberate the lonely, the bereaved, especially those affected by COVID-19. By the terrible atrocities committed every day among people of color, women and children, and all who are the disenfranchised of our current cultural warped systems and ways of being. 
and the oppressed. Hear us, O Christ. Keep in safety those who travel during this time, especially those whose travel has been delayed by the pandemic and those who whose travel was stopped by the pandemic and find themselves stuck away from home, all who are apart from us at this time, and all who are in peril, hear us, O Christ. Heal the sick in body, mind, or spirit, especially those affected by the pandemic, by war, by violence, and by injustice and provide for the homeless, the hungry, and the destitute. Hear us, O Christ. Guard and protect all children who are in danger, especially those who, not having school or trusted allies, are isolated at home. It is a terrible thing that not all homes are safe places. So we pray especially, God, for your protection for those children whose families and communities are not keeping them safe. Please step in on their behalf, O God. Hear us, O Christ. Shower your compassion on prisoners, hostages, and refugees, and all who are in trouble. Hear us, O Christ. Forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and turn their hearts. Hear us, O Christ. Hear us as we remember those who have died, especially those who have died as a result of the pandemic and those who mourn them. Any who have died during this time, we are not able to gather together and help people through their passage and grieve with those left behind. Draw near to them especially, O Christ. And grant us with them a share in your eternal glory. Hear us, O Christ. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, Grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest prepared to your people, the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, 
the ruler of glory, you have exalted your incarnate Jesus Christ with great triumph to your sovereignty in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and to exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Let us use the prayer of St. Francis as the prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us pause here and offer up specific prayers lifting in the light those who have made their way into our hearts, whether it be the whispering of the Holy Spirit, a name we don't know, or a name on our prayer list. However they come to us, let us offer up prayers for those now at this time. I'm just going to leave the recording running and have, have a few moments of silence there for that. Amen. Let's talk somewhat briefly, I hope, this morning. I've got some getting ready to do. Um, not only do I have my usual need to take a workout or have a workout and take a shower, but also I've got some prep to do. My AC's been out and I've got folks coming in to fix it. So I've, and I, I slacked yesterday, <laughs> admittedly. That was my day of rest. Took Jack out to, um, out to the woods and, and got a little outside time 
before the rain came. I got morning prayer about halfway recorded and didn't finish it. Um, I might go back and finish it for you guys if I can. We'll see if I have time. Um, and then I really just hung out and stayed close to him all day, um, as opposed to putzing around the house doing all the stuff that maybe one would say I needed to be doing, but I would say I needed to just be near Jack. So at any rate, um, I'm going to try to be succinct. Go ahead and laugh <laughs> as we as we go through the, the readings for this morning. So let's start with um, with our Psalms. We have the latter part of Psalm 108 or 107 and then the beginning part of 108. And I think that that's a beautiful thing because it, it really brings in narrative form, in a very lyrical narrative form, us from the wilderness to the rescue to the praise. And I hope that we can all see that that pattern and then it becomes a beautiful cycle that we recognize oh I am here in the wilderness God will come and rescue me I praise God for rescuing me I know that when I am in need of rescuing again God will rescue me again when we can start to see these patterns we can start to become part of the spiritual rhythm of our lives. And then when those times of wilderness hit, we are better able to receive and give grace, even grace to ourselves during that time. So I, I pray that for us and I praise God for the rescue. And I am just really aware of all the places in the Bible. Maybe I should do a word study on it where it says awake. And we have another one of those. And I believe that this awake is a call to our souls to wake up, a call to our beautiful, divinely created selves to awake, to arise. So I pray that for us right now. Our hearts are steadfast, O God. We shall sing and make melody and come into rhythm with our lives and ourselves and our souls. Awake, our souls. Awake, O musical instruments, O beating of our hearts, O thrumming of our veins, O singing of our mouths. We will awake the dawn. We will awake the light of Christ dawning in our hearts and spreading throughout our beings and working through our lives. Amen. We've done quite a bit of skipping around in the Hebrew scriptures and our reading from Ezekiel this morning really speaks, I think, to what that awakening looks like. Sometimes the awakening is very painful. I would say especially sometimes along with the awakening of our souls comes a conviction about that all the times that we were not maybe not all the times but times that we were untrue or unfaithful to God and our divine selves to our own souls 
And it can also be painful when we are awake and, and thus very aware in our spirituality. It can be even frightening and, and feel kind of raw. But God promises us here that he will gather us together, that he will bring us out, that she, that they, oh, I just wish for a gender-neutral pronoun and to rewrite the whole Bible, um, or not rewrite the Bible, but rewrite the way that we have expressed the Bible in our limited language on, on the page. But at any rate, God will take us from our isolation and bring us together God will restore. And the awakening, the awakening within us looks like being forgiven all of those sins. Being freed from all of those temptations. And it's more than a fresh start because we carry forward with us in our awakening the lessons that we learn from those sins. I am telling you guys, I am a more compassionate, connected, and rooted person because of the lessons I learned Sinning and being sinned against. In this particular time of trial in my life, as I feel myself coming out of the wilderness of winter and approaching the bounty of spring, I have no doubt that God will reap the harvest of this time and I already feel myself more able to relate with others who have gone through similar difficult times. Now this time was not a time of my own making. This was a time that, that I was wounded, that I did the very best I could to stand up and do right as I was called to do. And the backlash of evil against that was swift and hurtful. And again, not getting into the comparison suffering thing, right? So there's more and less suffering all over the place. But it gave me such a heart and an understanding for people who go through similar struggles. And I feel very called to be supportive of them and pray for them. Pray for us. Pray for all of us. And I would say that that's when we cooperate with God in transforming our suffering it becomes connection. And so I pray for all of us who are suffering, that we become more connected with each other through it. And this awakening that God gives us, it looks like a new heart and a new spirit, but it's not new as in not existing before. It's like we talked about a couple days ago. It is both Much like actually God, God's self, how God is and was and will be, 
so also our cleansed hearts, our new spirits is and were and will be because God's time isn't linear. So God's restoration and transformation are working together harmoniously to recover those parts of us that need restored, to cleanse the gunk that, that kind of gummed up all of the works and layered us over in ways that made it harder for us to shine and, and to have God's love flow through us clearly and cleanly in all directions to ourselves and to those around us. Some of us became so encrusted with the caking of wounds that our hearts became stone. And God restores them to a heart of flesh. We are coming up to Pentecost, and I think that's part of why this passage was chosen. God will put God's Spirit within us. And the truth is that God's Spirit was put in us before we were born. We've always had God's spirit, but that flame is kindled and may the coming day of Pentecost, which is a special day for me, friends, is the anniversary of the day I became an Episcopalian officially. (laughs) The day I was confirmed. And so I pray that this day for us this coming day tomorrow is a rekindling of the Holy Spirit within us, of the holy light and flame that illuminate and warm and melt and nourish and make new our hearts and souls, our very persons. And may we within that kindled flame of love grow and transform May all that we offer to God experience the miracle and sacrament of transubstantiation and become holy and life-giving. All this I pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Through this lens, when I look at our reading from Ephesians, I see the armor of God as protective, defensive armor, divinely smithed by God, God's self. And we put this on to protect us as we grow, to give us a safe space, to be our true, authentic, transforming The world can feel like a very unsafe space. The powers that be, the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil, they can feel overwhelming. It can feel unsafe to transform, to be awakened, to be aware. to be divinely sensitive. And so that 
is exactly where the enemy tries to keep us from growing. From forward restoration. So I say on all of our behalf, no, powers of evil, you are thwarted. I waste no energy on you. I have peace within the protection of my own soul, my own divineness. Safe, I claim safety. I claim the true peace that comes only from God. And I rest. I rest from this battle knowing that Christ has fought the battle on my behalf and that I am safe within the armor of God. I take whatever respite that I need. And within the safe encircling of the whole armor of God, with the belt of truth fastened around my waist, the breastplate of righteousness settled over my chest, shoes on my feet that make me ready to proclaim the gospel of peace, the shield of faith that quenches all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit that is the word of God. I am prepared. I am prepared for all things. I am prepared to experience the holy miracle of God. I have been prepared to awake and transform. I am prepared for the days when evil comes. My mantra these days, friends, is more grace, less freak out. So on those days that evil attacks, I see it through God's eyes for what it is. And I don't give it the big, huge panic that it wants. I don't put my energy there. I put my energy into rooting myself in God's love, remembering that I am armored, calling up that armor and creating that safe space within it for myself. And in this way, I stand strong, not within my own power, but the power of Christ. And so I pray in the spirit, the spirit that I have had and will have and continues to grow. And tomorrow I remember and am rekindled. I pray in this way, in every prayer and every supplication, with complete faith that any holes that I leave in my armor, any gaps, any chinks, any wounds that still seep, grace covers. Grace takes what I have and makes it enough. And I have, as my spiritual director Madeline says, trust. Trust meaning that I trust God that my immortal soul will not be irrevocably harmed. That this battle does not get me, for God has me. And when I suffer, I enter with prayer, making that suffering a channel of grace, not just for myself, but for all who suffer. And I thank God that God turns the conduit of suffering 
into a conduit of connection clears out anything that gets in the way and pours forth God's love. And in this way, the path of suffering becomes the path of healing. Let us go forth and give this peace and healing to all of God's creation. Amen. Our gospel reading speaks to those healings, those places where our faith makes the path of suffering into a path of healing on the way to holiness. Not that holiness is a destination, it's ongoing, but we have two healings that we cover here, two of four that are talked about in Matthew. And we spoke about the first two yesterday. Um, I, I apologize for having not gotten the recording out, but that was in the readings for yesterday. So in the readings for today, first we have a leader of the synagogue, so very much a leader of the um, enfranchised class, right? Coming to Jesus and saying, my daughter has died, but lay your hand on her and she will live. So this is an important thing. One of the one of the ways in which we receive healing is through the laying on of hands. And then the woman who has been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years, which in the context of that culture would have made her unclean. And if she touched him, then he would become unclean. So touch here has been distorted into a transmission of uncleanness. And I think we can all empathize with that right now, right? In a, in a space where we are unable to touch those except the ones with whom we live. But she says to herself, this is her expression of trust and faith, if I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. She finds an alternate conduit an alternate path of transmission of healing. And God turns to her and says to her, your faith has made you well. So wherever it is that we find transmission of healing, we understand that it is our faith through which we receive that healing. Whatever the manifestation of the path, it's, it's, just, it's just a tangible metaphor. It's a way for us to, to experience that healing. And that, that path is different for all of us. I have some dear friends who do not like to be touched at all. And it's not always through some trauma that needs to be redeemed and restored. Some people just don't. Touch is not their thing. Other people, words are not their thing. These beautiful prayers, or the prayers in liturgy that I find so beautiful, that's not the way in which some people receive God's presence and healing. It is individual and unique, so I pray 
that all of us find in every moment that we need it. our path of healing, the way in which can, we can receive it. And I pray God's protection over that path, that we can safely open the connection and know that it is God and God alone on the other end of that connection and that God's place is not being usurped, that the flow isn't being tapped off <laughs> to something else. I... In the holy name of Jesus Christ, I banish all evil spirits from us. And I grow up a hedge of protection. I ask God to angels to draw near and circle around us and create a safe space for us to be open to God's healing and restoration and redemption and open also to that which is holy in each other. I ask that any blockage to this flow be removed, that clean and new hearts are put within us. And then here again, we have another reference to sleeping. And I think that the parallel is quite clear here. Sometimes we are in a spiritual death and the holy touch of God, by whatever means we receive it, wakes us up, makes us alive. And that new life encompasses all that we were and also moves us forward into that which we shall be. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, my dear friends. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. I'm very glad to get to come and, and talk with you today. As I speak, there is a special power for me when I speak through what I personally receive from the scriptures together with you, I, I receive more. And it, it's like this conversation that we're having here opens the path for me. And I am more aware. I receive more. It takes what I have through my own reading and expands on it. And so I hope that you also go forth with more. May the Holy Spirit come to you. May you know and be known by God and experience an opening of the path of holiness and healing and knowing. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. 
Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.